this is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Joining me today is Ramsey personality, Dr. John Deloney. All right, today's question comes from Cindy in Virginia. Cindy writes, As a naive widow, I fell in love with a man that took over my finances. Over the past six years, I've lost my home, my car, my boat, and my bank account. He's from Canada, and I'm his fourth victim. I've been going to therapy, speaking with domestic violence groups, but I've lost the support of family and friends. How do I get out of this mess? Well, there's a couple things here. Number one, the way you pose this question distances you from what happened. And so as a naive widow, I fell in love with a man that took over my finances. I would prefer you to reframe that and say, I fell in love with a man who robbed me. You've got to take ownership of this, of the situation you are in. If you continue to cast yourself at sea with no boat, no life raft, no ability to swim, you're never going to be able to wrap your head around, um, walking on dry land and, and, um, walking towards solutions here. So I want you to take ownership. You fell in love with a guy, you gave him all of your finances and he robbed you. And you've got to grieve the fact that you did that. You participated in this and then somebody took something big from you. And going to therapy, great. Going to domestic violence. Including your confidence. Yeah. He took took your ability to trust yourself. He stole everything from you, right? Um, But you did play a role in that. And then if you have lost the support of family and friends then you need to be about finding new community. I'd want to know why you lost family and friends, and we'd need to have that conversation. Nothing in this email explains why. That's right. My guess is you play a part in that, too. Um, if the people who love you and are around you all of a sudden abandon you, I always want to look Well, they the came up and said, this guy's a freaking crook, and you kept playing crook. And then you lost everything, right? And then they said, we told you not to do that. And then you got upset. And, and you were mad said, at them because they told you. And they had to create boundaries to protect themselves, yeah, right? That's that's a guess. Yeah, right. So I want you to call your family, write them a letter, tell them, I'm sorry. I'm heartbroken. I miss you. I'd love to repair the relationship. And then you've got to be about finding other people because if they've left, you've still got to have people in your life. But this whole thing, in my eyes, Dave, starts with ownership. Taking ownership of where you are, what happened, and your role in getting help, healthy and healing next. There is, um, it's not victim shaming No. to say that when I am a victim, that there's at least some part that I played in that. Right. Okay. There's an old book called Con Man or Saint that was out. It's about a guy that went to jail for running a pyramid scheme down in Florida and ripping all these people off. I read the book when I was like 18 years old. Uh, I was going around the motivational movement at the time. He had come out of jail. He was speaking and um, trying to say he was a saint. I don't really think he was, honestly. But it's an ancient. I mean, it's 40 years ago. But the, the only thing I remember from the book was the title. And I don't even remember the guy's name. But he said it's very difficult to con people unless they are greedy. Hmm because they are trying to get something for nothing and then you can set them up gotcha and uh so they play a part in it when they get conned in other words okay and so and i liken it back to when i lost everything um and went bankrupt okay so what happened was the bank got sold to another bank because the laws changed allowing that and suddenly the banker that i was working with that i had trusted and done all of my deals with and i had never been late on a payment Mm -hmm. got fired 
And some guy in another city looks down and says, there's a kid 26 years old, owes us millions of dollars in Tennessee. We need to limit this relationship, which is banker talk, for screw him and run him out of business. So the mean old banks took Dave out. The IRS changed the laws, and Ronald Reagan changed the IRS laws and screwed up the SNL business about that time. Mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan's fault that the SNL business went down. Mm-hmm. I'm a Ronald Reagan fan, but he screwed that business up mm-hmm. bad. Put Basically put him out of business. What's the SNL business? It was savings and loans. Oh, savings and loans. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and so uh, that and the changes in the depreciation schedules at that time that Reagan did to caused the economy to recover in his mind, but he did it unilaterally and uh, back, uh, you know, before, and he screwed up real estate values mm-hmm. in the instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And so all of these outside variables that I had no control over came crashing in on a 26-year-old kid, and the banks called our notes, and that precipitated over two and a half years of us losing everything we own. Very easy. And I did for a while, sit around and whined, and blamed everybody else. Mm. It's Ronald Reagan's fault. It's the IRS's fault. It's the uh, the bankers' fault. The bankers' fault. Yeah. And they all three did horrendous things mm. that affected me negatively. Mm. But guess what? It wouldn't have affected me if I hadn't signed up for a trip mm. that I got to take. Gotcha. That house of cards I built was vulnerable. That business model I built, borrowing up to my eyeballs, was vulnerable, and. I, I didn't know it. I didn't understand it, but it doesn't matter. You don't get a pass on the law of gravity just because you don't understand it. Jump off a building, it kicks in either way. Gotcha. And so I, I reached a point that I was sitting and whining, and a friend of mine said what you just now said. He said, you know, you can whine about this the rest of your life, and you'll just be that guy. Hmm. Or you can take all these lemons and make some lemonade, because guess what? You signed up for a trip you got to take. You got the crap beat out of you, but you went in the ring with people, and they beat the snot out of you. You didn't have to go in the ring. Gotcha. And I went, my fault. Yeah. So I quit saying the banks put me out of business. I started wow. saying I signed up for a trip I got to take. And it changed everything in my heart. It, it, it gives you, it, it's like being in the ocean and you suddenly find yourself out and it's too deep and you're kicking your legs, kicking your legs, and you're kicking your legs. And then there's that moment when your feet finally touch the sand yeah. and you just can go, okay, I'm here. Yeah. Right. And if this woman, if, if Cindy from Virginia was here, I would hug her and weep with her. Yes, yes. This guy stole everything. Yes, yes, yes. This guy's yes, a yes, scumbag. Well, these bankers were scumbags that I dealt with. Right. And, and they paid for it because I beat on them for the last 30 yeah. years on the radio. So. <laughs> but, but, but you got a widow here who yeah. somebody said, I love you. And you're it was, my, it was a con man. Oh, and she was all in. She and was vulnerable. She went and then she gave her checkbook to him. And then yeah. she gave her boat keys to him. And then, she and then when he misbehaved, she didn't act out on it. She right. let it go. And something felt bad, and her family told her, and her friends told her. She did it anyway. She kept going. She kept going. So the person that she feels most violated here is probably Cindy. Yeah. Right? That's exactly what I was talking about. she's looking in the mirror and going, oh, I don't trust Cindy Because I had to look in the mirror, and the biggest problem I had was this arrogant, cocky young guy now suddenly had no confidence. Yeah. And I don't know. Those are uncharted waters for most of us. I had never been there. Right? I had never been where I didn't know all the answers. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh man! But it's uh, there, so Cindy. There, we're, we're, the point is, that's where healing begins. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Healing begins when you take responsibility, not for the whole thing, and not inappropriately, and in saying this guy really wasn't a con man. I'm just an idiot. No, that's no. not what we're saying at all. Yeah, yeah. But you say I'm going to take ownership of my part in this because I did something that left me open to this, right? To some degree. Yeah. My part in it that I'm not a victim. Now, there's part of it you are a victim, a big time. 
But there's part of you take your own. The only thing you can tr- control is your part. That's it. Right? And then once you take that, that's where healing starts. It's powerful. Yeah. Take those lemonades, baby. Make some lemon. We're with you, take Cindy. The, take those lemons. Make some lemonades. I said it backwards. There you go. Oh, well. Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.